If you've hung out with me at all on this podcast, you've heard me allude to bodybuilding principles at times. I talked about it in the progressive overload episode and some others. Today's topic is all about a huge bodybuilding principle that has made the biggest impact in how my body looks and feels when used in conjunction with progressive overload. Hey friend, welcome to the Effective Fitness for Women podcast, your go-to guide for practical weightlifting and nutrition tips. I'm Rachel, a wife, mom of six, registered dietitian, and passionate weightlifter. This podcast is for the woman who is tired of not knowing what to do in the gym, frustrated with trying to eat right, but not sure what eating right actually is, and just wants to start seeing some results. If that's you, then you're in the right place. This podcast is all about teaching you what you need to do in the gym and the kitchen to lose fat, gain muscle, and be the strongest you've ever been. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, so I get it. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably aren't wanting to be a bodybuilder. That brings up images of steroid-injected men and women who maybe have a little more muscle than you would want. Well, that's not what we're going for here. You can use bodybuilding principles just to make yourself look toned. Trust me, you are not going to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Actually, just a fun fact, there are different divisions in the sport of bodybuilding, and some of them are called natural divisions which is where they test for steroids. So the participants have to be steroid free, man, there is a huge difference between the steroid bodybuilders and the natural ones. Just go Google natural bodybuilder versus steroid bodybuilder or something like that and see what you get. I actually read a research study one time that looked at men who lifted weights with steroids versus men who lifted weights and didn't use steroids versus men who just did steroids and didn't even exercise. And y'all, the men who didn't even exercise at all, but did steroids gain more muscle than the ones who lifted weights and didn't use steroids. Don't quote me on that because I read it a while ago, but I remember it was something like the steroid only group um, who didn't exercise at all gained like seven pounds of muscle in a month or something. It is crazy. So you're not going to look like that. If you lift weights, it is not going to make you look like a bodybuilder. It's not going to make you look bulky, not like a steroid bodybuilder. It just won't, especially as a woman. Now, everyone's definition of bulky is different, right? But this will give you a toned and strong look. If you're wanting to look really thin, like a supermodel, this probably isn't the approach for you. But I think most of us want to look fit and strong and toned. And we also want to actually be fit and toned and strong, not just look it. So back to the bodybuilding principle. Today, I'm going to teach you about bulking and cutting. You may have heard of this before, maybe not, but basically it's what bodybuilders do to get ready for competitions. So here's what they do. They do a bulking phase to gain muscle during their off season. This is where they eat in a calorie surplus over what they need and they lift heavy. Yes, some fat is gained as well as the muscle, but they keep it, I mean, most approaches keep it to a modest surplus so that the fat gain isn't too much. 
Then, after they sign up for a competition or have a photo shoot or something, they switch to a cutting phase to lose the extra fat they gained. This is a calorie deficit. Is this sounding familiar to you? So like we talked about in the Nutrition for Fat Loss series, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, go listen to episodes 7, 8, and 9. They do all this while lifting heavy. So they keep their newly gained muscle. So they do this year after year and after year. And after each year, they come back into their shows with more muscle than the previous year because of their bulking phase. I was so fascinated by this when I first learned about it. I didn't realize that there was so much you could do to literally gain muscle and change like the actual shape of your body. The more I thought about it, the more the concept of phases of eating more or less appealed to me. I like to think of them as seasons because we don't have a set competition goal or anything and a season feels less deadline-y to me than cutting phase or bulking phase. I don't know why. It also gives me this sense of how life is. We have different seasons we go through all the time and the seasons change. So I started thinking about the cutting phase as a season of fat loss and the bulking phase as a season of muscle gain. And then I also wanted to include a season of maintenance where I just focus on loving my body where it's at. This can also be used if you have a lot of fat to lose to give your mind and body a break from being in a calorie deficit and giving you a chance um, to let up a little bit. So I just did a series on nutrition for fat loss. And if you got my freebie guide, you can go get that on my website at effectivefitnessforwomen.com. And in there, I talk about being a, um, it being a season of fat loss. Uh, that guide is talking about fat loss. You won't always be in a calorie deficit. In a few weeks, I'm going to do a series on the other, the other side of things, a season of muscle gain. This is where you eat more than you need, slightly, to put your body in a mode where it is primed to gain a significant amount of muscle. Yes, you will gain some fat too. And believe me, I was as freaked out about that as you are. I have never, ever, ever in my life tried to gain weight. It would just happen without trying. But this method works. My last season of muscle gain, I was able to gain about eight pounds of muscle by the end of it. So I had gotten down to a certain amount of leanness and then I started my muscle gain season and I did that for about six months. Then I did a season of fat loss while still I'm lifting heavy the whole time. So I kept my muscle gain and at the end of it, when I was back to the same leanness level as before, like before I'd started, you can see on my body that I'm more muscular. My legs are bigger and more toned. Remember, I struggle with having really thin legs and a pancake butt, so I was really focused on gaining muscle in those areas. My hips are bigger, and it's incredible to me that you can change your shape so much, like without plastic surgery. Also, I weigh more, but that's okay, right? Because I know it's muscle. I also love, love, love that I have the freedom now to have seasonal goals for my body and the freedom to eat more in a season. For so long in my life, all I wanted was to lose weight. I thought there was nothing I could do about my shape, so I just needed to be as thin as possible. 
I felt restricted all the time about food and then I would just give up sometimes and go on an eating rampage and the cycle would repeat over and over. Thinking of my eating habits as seasons attached to my fitness goals has changed that for me. For example, we went on a cruise and on vacation for two weeks in the mountains in the summer and because I was in a muscle gain season, I didn't go crazy, but I knew that I didn't have to be super duper strict. I enjoyed myself. Yes, I probably put on a little more fat during my muscle gain season than I should have, but I knew I would lose it in my fat loss season. And I did. That's what I love about this. It's predictable. I know I can lose the fat. I've never felt like that before. So currently I'm finishing up a season of fat loss, hoping to be done with that in the next couple months. Then I'm going to just maintain over the summer um, just to take a break before starting another muscle gain season in the fall. I'm timing it like that because we are usually eating more decadently, I guess, in the fall and winter anyway. So why not use that for muscle gain? So if you're intrigued by this, by this idea of seasons of fat loss and muscle gain, what do you do to get started? You first need to figure out if you need to start with a fat loss season or a muscle gain season. Most of us probably need to start with a fat loss season, but there will be some of us that struggle with weight gain or have low muscle level that will need to start with a muscle gain season. So how do you decide that? Well, I mean, you can do whatever you want. (laughs) You know, it's your body. Um, But I have heard the rule of get under 24% body fat first. I've heard get under 20% body fat first. I've also heard that you need to be able to see your top two abs before you can go into a season of muscle gain. I would say that it should be focused on your goals, not some arbitrary rules that somebody said. If you want to gain muscle as your primary goal and you don't mind some fat gained, then start with a season of muscle gain. If you're like, no way, my priority is fat loss, or your doctor's told you to lose fat for health reasons, then start with a season of fat loss. A third option is that you could start with a season of maintenance. This is where you focus on staying the same weight, but you lift heavy, and you may even end up recomping, which is where you can actually gain muscle and lose fat at the same time. This is a special perk of being a beginner weightlifter. Your muscles are so primed for muscle gain at the beginning that your body will allow you to gain muscle while losing some fat. This only lasts the first, I've read like between six and 12 months, um, but it could be worth a try. The main downside of this that I've read about is that Both the muscle gain and the fat loss are going to be slower with a recomp than if you split up the seasons. I did try doing a recomp, but it was tricky for me to stay in the maintenance zone. It's easier to stay under or over, like there's more margin for error um, with being under or over than there is with maintenance. So I tried that for three months and then like at the beginning of my fitness journey, And then I wasn't seeing much change, so I switched to a fat loss season, and immediately my body started changing. So it's up to you to decide which route you choose. What I want you to do this week is think about where you want to start. 
If you're serious about changing your body in a real way, think about if you want to start in a fat loss season or a muscle gain season or maintenance. And let me know. I would love to hear from you. You can email me at rachel at effectivefitnessforwomen.com and tell me which route you plan to go. But remember, above all, take action. I will talk to you next week. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe. And I would love to see a five-star review from you. This helps other women find this podcast so they can start to get results too. Let's help other women start their fitness journey together.